Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now it's time for Let Me Talk Radio. And gentlemen, listening live and on the podcast, it is 10 p.m. on a Monday night, which means Let Me Talk Radio on St. Andrew's Radio. Introducing first, coming in on the yellow microphone, my co-host of one year and creator of Let Me Talk Radio. He stands six foot, four inches tall, fighting out of Glasgow, Scotland. It is Callum Mayer. Hello, 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 everyone. Looking forward to a very good show. Um, we are with a beautiful, wonderful guest today. Introducing our guest. Speaking on the blue microphone. He is a mixed martial artist, a bouncer, and a sporter of a great moustache. Fighting out of Liverpool, England. Standing five foot... 11 inches tall? Nine. Five foot nine inches tall. <laughs> weighing in at 80 kilos. He is... The undisputed, undefeated, Gabriel Reed. Thank you very much for having me, James. I'll give you that back, Calm. There you go. You can speak. That, that was a beautiful introduction. <laughs> you rehearsed that. Last yeah, time. definitely, mate. Yeah. You've been you've been practicing that in front of the mirror for sure. How are you doing, Gabe? How's your day been? I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Just got, you know, just kind of bogged down with work at the moment. But I see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, of I've got I've got a deadline on Friday. Um, and after that, I've got like a couple of weeks till exams. So I'm a little bit stressed, but yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for that Saturday, the day after Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have fun for sure. You won't remember it in Friday. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, But yeah, um, do you want to? Yeah. Speak into the mic. I'm an amateur. There, there we go. go. I'm a novice when it comes. to I can to hear you. There you go. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you want to clarify what the hell that intro was for us, Tom. You know, for someone like me, it makes absolutely no sense. But for you and Gabe, that uh, seems to be somewhat of an inside joke. Would you like to elaborate, please? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MMA uh, episode of Let Me Talk Radio. I have been a mixed martial arts fan and UFC fan for a while now. And as a kid, I used to do judo for a very long time. I then did it a little bit again in uni and then drop, did, did drop off a little bit. But um, yeah, I, um, ever since I met Gabe, Gabe's uh, been in the judo team as well, and he's a big MMA and UFC fan, so I thought it'd be a good idea to bring Gabe on the show to explain everything to do, well, as much as we can in the time allowed, to talk about MMA, uh, what it is, kind of like an MMA for dummies, if you will, uh, where it's at now, its future, and then halfway through the show, because uh, I know a lot of you have been wanting to, listen, wanting to talk about um the UFC, because all of you UFC fans, we'll talk about different organizations that promote MMA and the a bit about the UFC and kind of like, if you listen to our Formula One episode, sort of like an overview of the UFC itself, because obviously it's the biggest promotion, but we'll get into that. And that introduction was me imitating the announcer, Bruce Buffer. So he's the guy, he's the actually the half-brother of, you know, in boxing, the guy goes, let's get ready to rumble. That's his half-brother. So he announced all the UFC events. So there we go. So they were both just born with this talent to just announce things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you get into that kind of industry? That's crazy. Radio. Yeah, you must be like a commentator mm. first or whatever. Yeah, um, so as Tom said, uh, he has a sort of background knowledge of MMA and like mixed martial arts and whatever. And uh, so do you, Gabe. So would right. you like to sort of give us a little uh, background of your knowledge and your kind of introduction to, to MMA? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so... Um, uh, I've trained various martial arts for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off when I was a kid doing bits and bobs, so I've always been interested in it. Uh, I've done a few years boxing training, so I've had the opportunity to uh, train in some really good gyms around the northwest of England. Okay. Um, I've obviously trained a little bit at St Andrews. Uh, I got the opportunity to train with a world champion at the time, well, European champion in Spain for a full year. Wow. Um, I love judo. Absolutely love judo. Um, I've recently fallen in love with grappling, so uh, catch wrestling is my uh, my niche in, mm-hmm. in grappling. So anything to do with punching and throwing people is what I enjoy doing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, like the only kind of exposure I've had to to sort of like MMA. I mean, 
it's not even MMA, but like just combat sports as boxing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, MMA for me seems to have like come into the limelight very recently uh, as a as a big sport. And that's mm-hmm. just from you know like a normal member of the public. Uh, I see mm-hmm. the, these characters and uh, you know just UFC itself just seems to have like a big aura around it that it didn't have before that was taken up by boxing. Absolutely, Does that yeah. makes sense. So where has this rise come from? Do you think? Um, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that people are disillusioned with boxing as a sport now. Um, so if people don't know, there's kind of two types of boxing. You have amateur boxing, which is what you see in the Olympics, and it's typically what people do before they go professional. And then obviously you have professional boxing where you've got your uh, Canelo Alvarez or Mike Tyson, for example. Uh, they do have slightly different rules. Um, both, unfortunately, are r- rife with corruption. And I think a lot of the culture in boxing has made it quite difficult for the average fan to watch. Uh, people don't fight each other anymore. Um, so back in the day, for example, you had people like uh, Marvin Hagler and, you know, the Four Kings. You had, you know, Stone Fists. All these guys would fight each other regularly. But nowadays, you know... Ali. Yeah, yeah, Ali. Now, nowadays, it takes, for example, Tyson Fury two years to organize a fight with uh, anyone, really. It's it's just not easy to watch anymore. And I think UFC saw that and addressed it and gives people fights, big fights, regularly. And people just want entertainment, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting, actually. You know. I mean, for our audience, oh my God, this mic is about to break. <laughs> for uh, our audience, in terms of mixed martial arts, obviously, uh, like as quick as you can, not, no pressure, <coughs> but like in terms of like mixed martial arts in the name, mixed martial arts. Yeah. Um, you mentioned boxing, which obviously is a form mm-hmm. of a combat sport, and I guess mm-hmm. we can talk about martial art. Mm-hmm. Um, could you give the audience a kind of quick like explaining as to like kind of like the the different martial arts across the world and then those that make up mixed martial arts? Okay, so uh, all martial arts are going to fall into two categories. It's going to be striking or grappling. They all have slightly different goals and point systems and whatnot. Um, Mixed martial arts in its modern form is the idea of... It's kind of the new uh, Valley Tudo type of fight, which I could explain, uh, where basically almost anything goes. um, And... You know, grapplers fight strikers, strikers fight grapplers, and now in modern day you have mixed martial artists, truly, who train all disciplines. Um, What I think a lot of people don't know is that the rules of mixed martial arts, MMA, changes with each organization. So in the West, we we think of UFC rules, but that's not not all of MMA. There's a lot more. Right, so like... Because this is something that I didn't know. So UFC is only just a branch of MMA as a yeah. sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's an international organization. That's probably why people think. Is that it the it's most the popular branch of MMA? It, it's. It is the most popular. Uh-huh. It is the most popular. But um, there are other massive organizations. Like one championship in Asia is phenomenally huge. Uh, you've got smaller organizations, and I say smaller, but they're still massive. Cage right. Warriors. Um, God, there's loads in Russia. There's yeah. In, you also have uh, Bellator and um, uh, PFL, who now have merged. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, so see with MMA, it's like you're saying it's mixed martial, mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Is it like its own thing or is it a combination of other? So is, it, is like MMA, like it takes boxing, it takes judo, it takes, mm-hmm. and then it just, you know, it's like an accumulation of all these. That is a, that, I like that question. Um, so MMA now is becoming its own sport. Right. It's it's it, well, I, I think what what modern M- what characterizes modern MMA is martial artists are looking at the most effective high percentage techniques of multiple disciplines and they're training those. So they're picking and choosing the best mm-hmm. parts of each yeah, combat and sport and they're building individual it. systems off those right. off those uh, techniques, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but it. <laughs> Mixed martial arts in its, uh, I mean, it, it comes really from uh, prize fighting and Vale Tudo fighting in Brazil where you would get people that would challenge each other. So, for example, back in the day, the, the famous one was uh, great, one of the Gracies, who were the greats of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They would challenge maybe a catch wrestler or a Japanese judoka into a, a fight that would last until someone was submitted. And those were very, very popular. 
that kind of kick-started this idea of uh, styles coming together, seeing right. who's superior. And is that sort of like the catch of MMA? Is that part of the catch of MMA? It's like you have one fighter that's <clears throat> an expert in this sort of combat and mm-hmm. another fighter that's an expert in this sort of combat. And it's the intrigue to see how these different styles will play in a in combat. Absolutely, because I think there's something that it, it fascinates, combat fascinates human beings. So uh, I remember John Danaher once said, you could be in a bar with the most beautiful women, but if a fight broke out outside on the street and everyone could see through the window, all the men would turn their heads and watch the fight. And that's very true. There's something primal about us that loves violence. Yeah. Um, Gladiators. Well, yeah, so... What happens is people put all, sink all this time into training and then they want to find out, does it actually work? Could I, could I a boxer, beat a wrestler? Could I, a catch wrestler, beat a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner? Yeah, it, 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 yeah it's, it's a, it, I suppose it just spices things up, really, because yeah. if you just watch boxer versus boxer, you know what to expect. It becomes very, very technical, saturated to a point, and then it kind of ostracizes the main audience, really. The general public, they don't know much mm-hmm. about combat sports. They don't know all the different techniques. They don't understand the positions. So there's a danger with combat sports of making it overly technical yeah. and overly, like, it just a chess match, a 5D chess yeah. match. I like, your, I like what you're saying about how it sort of, like, uh, penetrates this, like, primal instinct for, like, this, like, superiority, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. over, over, like, another human being physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like you're saying something that's gone back you know thousands thousands of years but it's something that's still prevalent in like modern society that you know even though we've had so much advancement in other areas we still just want to know who's going to win in a fight like it's just absolutely it's just something that we can't help but yeah uh, be interested in. I, I would say i mean war is older than humans so war was there waiting for us before we discovered it i don't think it was invented i think we discovered it so you um, mentioned, um, uh, sorry, they carry on. If you yeah, mean. yeah, no, no, no. Well, you meant so saying you mentioned is I find quite interesting. And uh, as I, as I said <laughs> to you, fucking Miss you, it's going to be the your dad question. Uh, wait, well, my, essentially, well, I've seen my dad ask me when he's asked me because for the audience, I'm a fan of you know UFC and MMA, but I'm asking this you know a, 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 as a host. So you mentioned you know like it's the idea of combat versus sport, kind of finding out who is the best. Yeah. Someone watches boxing. They see two guys with, you know, like funny looking shorts. Where it's pretty clear there's a belt and you can't hit below that belt. Uh-huh. They've got, you know, big-ish gloves on. Pretty prominent, predominant gloves. And you know, there's a lot of sets of rules in place. Mm-hmm. Takes place in the ring, mm-hmm. right? It's called like an, an escape, if you will, somewhat. Look at MMA. It takes place in an octagon, also known as a cage, right? Mm-hmm. You lock the cage door. Uh, you have small gloves, very small gloves. Absolutely. And you see people obviously punching each other, but kicking each other, kneeing each other, elbowing each other. Mm. Uh, you see a lot of blood, mm-hmm. right? You see... Horrific uh, submissions. A, 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 fight, yeah. a fight, usually in boxing, you get hit, and you have a 10 count, you have a knockdown. If you have yeah. a knockdown in MMA, you see someone come up and beat the other guy, uh-huh. like Dan. Yeah. How much of that is... A, um, my question is... To the average person, how would you explain that as a sport rather than just a street fight in a, in, with an audience? Um, well, it's just a more violent sport. It's not for everybody. How is, it, how is it regulated differently to something like, like boxing? Because like, we were watching a video um, just before this started and we were watching like a UFC fight and I couldn't help but notice that um, you know, like one of the fighters was beating the other one. But like the punches kept landing and landing and landing. Absolutely. And you know, I'm using my my knowledge of boxing here, but I'm sort of thinking, shouldn't the ref be intervening? For context, you know? this was a uh, Sean Strickland hitting after the knockdown of Adesanya, just uh-huh. hitting him against the cage. So, you know, is there, di- there is there like between boxing and MMA, MMA, there must be different rules. But are the rules more lenient? Are they more strict? What's the kind of? Um, they're just as strict. Um, I think what this highlights is is that in our modern culture, especially our, you know. Anglophone culture. We are predisposed to the Queensbury rules of boxing, maybe bare knuckle boxing if we're a little bit out there. Um, but we aren't very well exposed in this culture to the whole, the other dimension of fighting, which is grappling. So what happens when you see in UFC, you see people on the floor getting punched. 
it might look really bad, but the average person might not notice that the guy on the floor actually has the guy on top in his guard and he's just absorbing punches for a couple seconds and then he's going to set up a submission or he's going to reverse the submission to the audience people who don't know yeah Uh, (laughs) i do apologize so a submission hold is one where you manipulate the joints of your opponent or you uh, restrict the airways of the opponent so that they either go unconscious uh, something breaks or rips or they tap out so they've submitted so that's the other way of I suppose, showing dominance, Mm quote-unquote. It's like the knockout of the ground war Mm -hmm. is the submission. Do you think it's more effective than, you know, say, like, a knockout in boxing? You know, because uh, I guess with with boxing, like, I I find what you're saying interesting about how um, there's just a lot of politics in boxing. You know, there's a lot of, like, the the tactics get in the way. And, you know, one of the last boxing matches I watched was the Tyson Fury. Um, who's he? Who's he playing against? Uh, Tyson Fury playing. <laughs> playing against some Mate, boxers will get angry at you for that one. Fighting. Uh, <laughs> he was so anyway, but there didn't seem to be much punches landed. There was, you know, ironically, not much action happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of a knockout seems so far from boxing now that it, it seems like it really happens on the big stage and like these big events. Mm-hmm. Whereas submission seems like a more effective way. Uh, to dictate a conflict? Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing about fighting is that I think another uh, intrigue to combat sports is that there really is no way to predict what's going to happen in a fight. The MMA maths doesn't work, so this guy beat this guy, this guy's a better style of this. Right, right, right. It's it's such a complex game, one minor detail. Does this mean that the competition is really immense? Like, there's because you're saying, like, you know, just because this guy beat this guy, he's mm-hmm. not going to beat someone else. Uh, does that mean that it's very tight knit in terms of like competition? Um, it's more so. There's so many different styles, um, and what people I think everybody gets caught up in the which martial art is the most effective. BS. All those martial arts exist because human beings are so different from one to the other. We have right. so many different physical attributes. Got you. Each martial art works for different physical attributes. Mm-hmm. So he can, he who can use those attributes to best effect has a higher likelihood of winning. Right. So, so who is that? <clears throat> who is that person that has used their attributes to best effect, in your opinion? Well, well it's, who, it's, it, do you mean all like, time? Well, because we're talking about how, you know, it's, it's hard to define what kind of style is better or like, because the competition is is so tight in MMA, mm-hmm. you know who 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 are these people that come out on top as the the fin- like kind of forerunners of M- M- MMA, you know, as the the kind of top dogs. So do, do you mean all time, or do you mean in current all time UFC? current? Okay. You know, how have they managed to do that if it's so difficult to do that because of the you know various fighting styles mm-hmm. and you know crazy well, competition. I, I would involved. say as well there are the intangibles. Some some guys are just built for war and they might not have the best striking they might not have the best grappling they might be really thick and not understand <laughs> and not understand you know complex fighting tactics but they know how to hurt someone and they don't get hurt themselves so there's that dimension to it as well it's why that's it's really interesting that's just sort yeah. of taking the idea of form completely away Absolutely. I mean, I think what people get caught up in is we all, we, all, we all look at the greats. We look at the best, the champions. We try and emulate the champions. The truth is you're never going to emulate the champion. Unless you are born yourself to be a champion, I don't think your focus should be on trying to do what the champions do. Because, for example, Alex Pereira in the UFC, if you watched him shadow box, you would think he was a novice. His body mechanics are very awkward, very, well fundamentally wrong but he knocks everyone out he's just built different some people are just built like yeah. that they sort of transcend the, the rules and like the kind of form of mma yeah some people just have those god-given gifts i feel like also something like i guess if you point out to the av- the listener who doesn't really watches and know these names if you compare for example gabe and myself <laughs> two <laughs> different body so types, right yourself. like but not even just like if we're talking about just like physical predispositions mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Um, even cutting out, like, if you just cut out skill in general, like, mm. like, and like ignoring 
Gabe's judo grappling background, so your striking background, ignoring you know my 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 there but not as good judo background. If we just look at two different sizes, I'm incredibly lanky with very very long limbs. There's not much to mean width, but there's a lot of limb. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you you're a bit shorter, but you know it's more a lot, compact. A lot shorter. But it's, it's also more <laughs> compact. So if we're talking like Gabe running at me, yes, my reach means if I threw a punch, the distance of me hitting Gabe is obviously I've got a reach advantage, mm, absolutely. right? And then, but if Gabe gets to me, even without a you know without a a a, a wrestling background, mm-hmm. already you if you get your hands on me. If you get past my, my, my you know my, my punch or my jab, mm-hmm. then you're already physically predispositioned to get me to the ground or to pick me up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, if you add skill on top of that, okay, then that obviously can can change can 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 not only make your predispositions better, but then you know what happens if Gabe gets his hands on me, but I'm you know practicing wrestling that changes it. Mm-hmm. Or if I try and punch Gabe, but Gabe isn't a that boxer then, you know, that does so somewhat nullify the reach advantage. But yeah, if we were talking, like, if you had to say to the audience kind of what you were saying, were you talking more like, a, you know, goats, if you will, greatest of all times? If we want to just go into a little conversation of the goats, I thought that would be quite interesting. Yeah, okay. And, like, why they're, they're standouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, What's sure. your opinion on that? All-time MMA. Go on. And, okay, so I'm going to assume that you mean kind of what everybody thinks of, like, cage fighting, where it's kickboxing with grappling. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what you mean by MMA? We can go for that. I mean, we yeah. can also talk maybe like, I mean, I don't know what the difference is between that and UFC. Or, and well, that, that is UFC. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I don't in, know if you meant like the more traditional kind of prize fighting. Mm-hmm. We can talk about like, well, because how long has UFC been around years. for? Exactly 30 yeah, years. 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. So why don't we, why don't we talk about uh, maybe UFC at the moment? And, okay, and, UFC and, goats. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would put uh, George St. Pierre number one i would put i mean it's not a very controversial list i would have to even though i don't like this i'd have to put john jones at number two and i'd put demetrius johnson at number three that's who i think is the definitive pound for pound most skillful fighters in ufc history now see here is um something i wanted to bring up right? mm-hmm. because you haven't said the names of conor mcgregor or is it khabib Habib, yeah. right? Habib, no, you haven't said said these two names Whereas these two names are the names that I know, that general mm. public probably knows. So do you think there's something in their character and their just their presence that commands people to watch them? Even though they might not be considered by you as the best fighters, do you think there's something in the, um, the build-up to a fight, the character, the personality that, attra- that, that um, dictates you know, how, how many people watch? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. It, it is a business. Um, I would say that Khabib and Connor are amongst the best in this generation. Um, but all-time MMA, that's a very, very long list of incredible specimens, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Connor, he was a great businessman. And Habib, people were... He was the perfect contrast to Connor. Habib had something which people admire, which is supreme discipline. And when people watch these things, they kind of they want to live vicariously through these different fighters because it's something a lot yeah. of people can't do. How did Connor and Habib contrast each other? Well, Connor was very brash. He's very arrogant. He's very confident. Uh, you know, he's swagger. That's the word, I suppose. And he was entertaining. He would just put people's lights out. He was. I think was he the first double champ? The first uh, simultaneous double champ. The first simultaneous champ, which means he was simultaneously champion in two different weight categories, which is phenomenally difficult. He was the first man to ever do it. That has a lot of draw. Habib, uh, he was relatively unknown when he came into the UFC. Uh, He had a style which, again, a lot of Westerners are not familiar with, maybe outside of the United States, which is a wrestling-heavy, grappling-heavy style. Um, but eventually people were intrigued by that because he would dominate so many people so convincingly. Uh, he, can, he retired with a 28-0 record. 29, I think. 29 and 0. Never lost a game. Uh, never lost a fight. Now, in you might think in right. boxing you see a lot of O's, a lot of O's in the record, so you see a lot of zeros. Oh, okay, yeah. Very yeah. different in MMA. In boxing, there's so much politics. You have tune-up fights. 
a lot of these fights, a lot of these guys for their first opening five, six fights of a professional career might be against journeymen, which I could explain later. But they're, yeah, journeymen. So not difficult fights as much. Whereas MMA, you go into the pro ranks, you know, being pro in MMA is one thing. Winning in the pros is a completely different thing. It's a bit. It's a bit like um, if, if if you want a football analogy. Sorry, if you want a football analogy, I, mean, it, I, it's, I completely it's, get it. It's, it's, I completely okay. get it. Yeah. I was gonna but. say Ed Erling Holland in in like starting his prime, <clears throat> but he's going to Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes to the Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, should we get music? A quick music yeah. break and then talk about the UFC. Yeah, uh, sport. Right. Well, we're going to a quick music break um, as we're about halfway through, and this song is "93 to Affinity" by Souls of Mischief. Now, Gabe, why did you pick this song? Just a good tune, isn't it? Good tune. <laughs> it is actually it is a very good tune, and the beat itself. Um, I recommend the audience check out check out J Cole's freestyle on it. He, it's very you know he's an, obviously a new age rapper, but it's very old school. The freestyle you've heard. I was playing when you came in the LA Lakers freestyle. Very good song. So this is ninety three to affinity by Swords of Mischief. This is Gabe's song. We'll be back in about three minutes to talk about the UFC as a sport as itself, and also very good explanations, Gabe. Very good. Thank I had the audience uh, tuning in. Erin Lee has been very interested. <laughs> so. We'll see what she has to say. See you in three minutes. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this... And Tom has messed it up. Apologies, audience. Give me one second as I put the wrong one. Welcome back to Let Me Talk Radio on St. Andrew's Radio. This was 93 to Affinity by Souls of Mischief. Very good song. Very much liked it. Now, in this part of the show, we're going to talk about the UFC and questions about MMA. So, Callum, take it away. Ask Gabe all you need to know. Well, um, you know, I really enjoyed the first part of this uh, podcast, but I think something that I sort of was questioning is, um, you know, how what what is the UFC in relation to MMA? Uh, how was it created? You said it was only 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And how has it grown to be such a powerhouse uh, to the point where, you know, someone like me knows what the hell it is, mm-hmm. you know, in 30 years' time? So how how's, what's the process of UFC and how's it gotten to where it is now? Okay, Uh, well, the UFC, it was originally branded as one of these old school kind of prize fight tournaments. What does it stand for? Ultimate Fighting Championship. Right. Yeah. So the original, and this was not a new concept, um, but what happened was they would invite fighters of various disciplines to fight, see who won. Very simple format. This was before people were really true mixed martial artists. There would be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu man. There would be a catch wrestler. There would be a kickboxer. There right. would be Kyokushin. Mm-hmm. So MMA as a discipline is very new. Yes, it, I believe that that's the new evolution. So MMA and UFC almost go hand in hand. Like uh, the development of UFC is mirroring the development of MMA. Or does, or does, it, does yeah. UFC sort of spur on the advancement of MMA? I think I think I think what you said is is it's true. Yeah, it, it's it's the Premier League of MMA. If I, if I can, I would say if you agree, the UFC, like a number of organizations mentioned, but mm. the UFC is a company that puts on MMA fights within the, within people in the company. So it signs people up to fight. Right. Okay. And That's and UFC is the biggest one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So you sort of carry on. Um. So, you know, what is it like? Uh, you said is it Western based? Is it where is it sort of origins? It, it is. It is. It's based in America, right? Um, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah. So it, it is a Western sense. organization, but now there are lots of uh, lots more Asian, particularly Asian influence. So they're trying to get lots more Asian fighters. Uh, that's probably to compete with the one championship, which, if you right. think of it, it's. Uh, it's the UFC in Asia that also does uh, single discipline championships. Right. So th- and do, can people cross over from one to the UFC? Uh, they have done in the past. It's controversial. Um, right. There are examples, some pretty high profile okay. examples. And why is it controversial? Um, it's surely not just the same thing, but in different countries. Well, slightly <laughs> different. Uh, the. The the big guy in the UFC, Dana White, uh, he can he's a very divisive figure. He's a president, and he, uh, yeah, he he he's, he's stereotypical fat cat capitalist, I suppose. So mm-hmm. all his fighters are his assets, and he's not right. going to give them to. A so rebel. it's sort of like UFC exclusive, like you can only fight in this competition. Yes, once you've signed for the UFC, you fight for the UFC unless you're released. And your team is the UFC essentially. Right. Okay. And 
so like it's, it's like a team, but it's almost like there are all their players fight against each other. Yes, it's right. like if you had Arsenal. It's like if I said, if you said, um, okay, in Arsenal, I'm going to have uh, Bukayo Saka is going to do a one on one against Martin Odegaard uh, next week, and then we're going to see who the best is, and the guy who's the best in one on ones is I think another Arsenal player, Gabriel Martinelli, and he's trying to make it. But if you know, if if I told you. Oh, can Saka go fight against a Chelsea team? But no, he's, he's ours. We need him. I suppose so, it, yeah. it, it, it's 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 more similar to just the Premier League format. You have 20 different outfits. Exactly. They compete yeah, against yeah, each other. Exactly. So there's 20, 20 fighters? No. no, no, no. There's hundreds. <laughs> meant 20 for the but for the Premier League, you have 20 outfits in the Premier League and oh, they right. all compete under the umbrella of the Premier League. Same thing with the UFC, but much bigger scale. Right, okay. And when you sign to the UFC, are you signed to a sort of contract deal where you have to do x amount of fights in a year is that how it works uh or? they'll sign you to a number how however many fights so it might be a, a one fight contract it might be a five fight really contract. okay yeah. so and th- there's no time frame uh no i mean time frame in in fighting is very difficult to keep to yeah i guess uh, it's very like unpredictable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, yeah um yeah um for sure like it kind of really interests me also um with the sense of like manhood as well that comes with with fighting mm. and uh i was gonna ask do you think i mean this obviously still sort of applies to boxing as well but mm-hmm. uh do you think that it it's, it works as a way as like an outlet for like violent urges like the idea of like mma combat sports um is it a way for like people to sort of just get out their anger uh, I, su- I suppose i mean that's that's probably how a lot of people get into combat sports in general mm-hmm. but i would say it's the it it's the ultimate test of discipline there's no such thing as being successful in a combat sport and not working very hard all mm-hmm. the time there's there's just no way yeah. it requires an immense amount of discipline um and i think that's something that people are intrigued by that's like quite honorable and like respected the fact yeah. that there's so much effort put into but the whole yeah. thing is honor when yeah. you beat a man you're you know you're seen as better than him yeah you're more honorable than him people will respect the champion more than they respect the number two for sure yeah. um so i think yeah i think it's that whole idea and you'll have a fight you'll have a like a fight that'll have a big lead up in a press conference of someone you know, calling each other the worst things under the sun you know horrible things but a lot of the time you know, excluding the Khabib, the Khabib um, Connor scenario, usually it will end with like them hugging it out, and they might not like each other still. They might still hate each other, but there's like be, a like, mutual respect. Yeah, they're both, you know, going through the same thing, yeah. and that like what they're doing is very relatable. That they've both gone through the same journey to get to where they are. Absolutely. I mean, I won't, I won't delve into like any personal anecdotes, but I can say from experience, once you've competed against another guy, another man, you can't hate him. I mean, I've 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 lost um, decisions, for example, uh, when the guy I know cheated, but I don't hate him. It's hard to hate somebody because they've gone, like you say, they go through such a similar experience. You understand them. It, yeah, you, you just can't. You have so yeah. much respect for that person. We have quite a large um, female audience watching, mm-hmm. um, and to also make it clear to them, and that there's, there's, I would say it's not as obviously big as the as the male uh, category, but in the UFC, there's there's, there's a number of uh, oh, women's fighting divisions. There are some unbelievable female mixed martial artists. One of my favorite fights of all time was uh, Zhang Wei Li against. Uh, the Polish girl, but her name is so oh, hard to jo- say. Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. Yeah. Everyone calls her Joanna because the surname is very, very difficult. Um, <laughs> but that was just unbelievable. I mean, there's some f- in UFC. There's some fantastic female fighters. Okay, so like it's it's still under the bracket of UFC. It's not like yeah. UFC women. Or mm-hmm. something like that. No, no, it's UFC. Right. They UFC. have their own really women. Like it's women will fight women and men will uh-huh. fight men. Yeah. So they won't, right. The lightweight champion. And yeah. how frequent are the fights? Like, is it? Because I'm, I'm still sort of confused. Like, mm-hmm. is it sort of something that happens? Like, oh, every Friday there's a UFC match, and then next Friday there's another match, or whatever. It's, it's not weekly, but it, it uh, feels like every few weeks there's a, at least some card on, whether that's a main event or like a fight night or. It's a, not one fight. It's card. One what do you fight. mean by card? Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, in fighting, because a fight can last a few seconds. Um, oh. It, yeah. Okay. It, it it wouldn't make sense from a business perspective to have one fight. 
Right. So they have what you call a card, and it will have uh, like a an early prelim or a prelim. You'll have the main card, whatnot, and it's just a it's a it's like a it's a catalog of fights. And they go in order. And they get better, or as in, like, m- more, more anticipated. More... Right. Oh, so sort of like a festival. Like, how you start off yeah, with, exactly. like, the, exactly the opening Yeah, it's exactly the same. You go to a concert, you, you listen to someone you've never heard of, and then you get to the, the good stuff, if you will. Yeah. Right. Got so, you. Like, when, when I watched, I told you I watched, I watched the, uh, the, the, <clears> the big, because it's different UFC events. There's, like, little, there's fight nights, which, like, so every, usually every week, there's every weekend, uh, Saturday, there's a different cards. But they are fight nights, which are, like, less popular fighters, but still you get fights. And then you have the UFC of a number. So the last one was 295, the 295th paid pay-per-view where you have to pay to watch it, UFC event uh, with the really big fighters. So when I started watching it, it was a, obviously time difference. It was midnight for us in Scotland. And I start putting it on this guys I'd never heard of. But I get to see them fight. Right. And then at around 4 a.m. was the, set, the co-main event, so the second to last fight with like, you know, huge, huge anticipated title fight. So like only at 5 a.m. did I have the big, big fight. But it started at midnight. So I got to watch like, like 12 fights. I got to watch some really good fights. Didn't know who they were, but they were really good fights. Mm. It's quite interesting. Uh, I mean, that's probably good for like exposure as well. Exactly. Like for more unknown fighters. And they can mm. sort of Absolutely. rise up really quickly by, you know, through that. I think that's, that's quite interesting. Is there like, um, with, talk about like male and female <clears throat> UFC, is there like male fights and female fights on the same card? Does oh, that work? yeah, they're mixed. Right. They're okay. mixed. So, um, you know, there will be, main events where uh-huh. it is a female championship. I think that's really good. That's that's really progressive. Like the the fact that they're um sort of not making a distinction, you know, if that makes sense. Whereas like, you know, with like football, Premier League, you have the male leagues and the female leagues. Whereas with UFC it seems like they're trying to integrate regardless of gender. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that. there's not going to be obviously like for for, you know, there's not going to be a, a a male versus male fight or female versus female fight. Uh, but sorry, sorry, that's exactly what. Sorry, exactly <laughs> what. It's, sorry, it's not you know, it's not like across the cross division. But you know, there has been you know, for example, like, there has been talk of like if it was allowed, like who could beat who. But for mm. example, but um, you know, it's it's the UFC has a lot of problems which you have not enough time to delve into. <laughs> but I'd say one of the things is like you know, like everyone respects the hell out of the female fighters because they are like they are they are some absolute machines. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm under no illusion. If there was an angry female UFC fighter in here, I'm signing me a victory. Um. I'm not making out alive. They are they are tough women. <laughs> even if they were even if they were very peaceful, like I wouldn't do anything. Like, oh no no no, yeah. I'd be quiet. Oh yeah. And so, <laughs> what is the process of your first sign to the UFC? How do you become a UFC champion? Like, what is is there like a tournament process? Is there like a number of fights you have to what, win? What, what if you uh, just go quickly, just like to get signed to the UFC? You turn professional. You become professional. Your whole MMA amateur. journey. Yeah, you, yeah. you had some amateur fights. Uh, just for the audience, so we get to that. You've had some amateur fights, your fights yeah. and, and amateurs. So realistically, yeah. if I was a UFC fighter, right, mm-hmm. and UFC come to me and they say, right, Callum, here, sign this contract, you're a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. How? What's my journey to become UFC champion? Because I'm, I'm still not sure. Like, obviously, yeah. Premier League, it's like there's a league. Mm-hmm. With UFC, is it a tournament style or is it just like a however many people you can, you yeah. can win so against? I don't know. This is, this is kind of where UFC is a bit more modern because in traditional MMA organizations, it would be tournament fighting. So tournament. you'd have multiple fights in a night and then there would be a champion at the end of the night. Uh, that's not really popular anymore. Um, so now you have rankings. You're either unranked or that will be like top 20. Um, and you fight whoever you're matched up. So you, if you're a UFC fighter, you'll get called up and you'll say, you're fighting so-and-so on this date in wherever in the world, you turn up, you train, you fight, you win or lose, your ranking changes based on your record, and eventually you'll climb up the ranks, maybe make enough noise where people want to watch your fights, and then you'll get a title shot. And if you win the title shot, you're the uh, UFC champion. Who's the current UFC champion? Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. You mentioned it's uh, UFC has different uh, weight rank, weight uh, different weights. Right. Okay. Right. We haven't mm-hmm. got into that. So there, there is different like leagues or like sections of UFC. Yeah. And, there's, and there's there's weight divisions. Uh-huh. So for people, do you want to maybe get in? Sorry um, to cut you off, but sorry. what what's the significance of weight? Okay, yeah, I was, well, well, was going to say this. So if people don't understand, uh, well, let's say they're not uh, experienced in combat sports, uh, there's, some, there's certain physical advantages that people have over other people. So there's height, there's reach, and there's weight. Uh, those are like the main ones. Uh, if I'm heavier than you, uh, my punch is going to carry more power. 
Uh, I'm going to probably be stronger than you. When I'm on top of you, you're not really going to be able to get out as easily. It's it's just a physical advantage. So to make the the uh, fights as even physically, um, they divvy everybody up into weight categories. That way, it's a better show of technique. Um, Rather than just like... Yeah. You're big, you win. Okay. Yeah, so Got I mean you. Got you. the the traditional UFC, I mean there were fights where it would be a you know a seventy kilo guy against a twenty-five stone guy just to see. Uh judo traditionally had open weight tournaments Ooh. where uh, and and I, I believe that's an even more it's even bigger show of skill on part of the smaller guy. Of course, right. Um but now it's all even weight. Can you explain each of the weight categories? Oh, uh, How many lots. is there? Is there lots. lots? Oh, there's lots. I've got, I've got I thought lots. there were, must have only been, been about three or four. No, 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 no. no, no, no. So there's you lots. have the uh, flyweight division, which is 125 pounds. I is believe. this men's you're going through first? Okay, through men's first yep. yeah. okay. Do you want to use UK? Wait, yeah. Yeah, so I'll. Oh, oh no. Okay, so yeah. tip, if you want to do yeah. it in your head, yeah. a, a kilo is. There's 2.2 pounds in a kilo. Yeah, I can so do just it divide it by two high, and get a very rough. Ones I can do. So there's the flyweight division, Sorry. which is the light, the lightest one. You then have the bantamweight division. It's like 60 kg. Yeah. Even less than that. Yeah. The, the, the smallest yeah. guys are about 50 odd. Then featherweight division, which will be about 65-ish kilos. Mm. Also, it's like every 5 kg, yeah. there's mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. Lightweight, which is 70 kilos. Welterweight, which is uh, 77 kilos. Middleweight, which is 85 kilos. Light heavyweight, which is 92 kilos. And heavyweight, which is the big, big boys, 100 kilos. Now, I will say on the weight, because weight is such an advantage that people have kind of, in all professional sport happens, uh, combat sports, they do something called a weight cut. So a guy, let's say me, so I'm walking around at, let's say, 75 kilos, for example. Right. Um, I don't want to go into the fight at my natural weight. I could, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be using my advantages there. To, to best effect so what I would do is I'd do a weight cut through various different techniques of shedding weight quickly and let's say I'd get down to maybe 69 kilos some guys cut a lot more than that some guy, guys cut about 20 kilos what the fuck a, yeah yeah for a weight cut how like, can you do that oh, that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah yeah, yeah it, it's insane um, <laughs> that, that's a very controversial Probably topic some, like, health, health concerns well there. I don't I don't believe oh. it's all done naturally but um Oh, so okay. you right. cut you cut weight. So I'm 75. Let's say I cut down to 69, 68 kilos. So I'm going to fight a guy who's naturally going to be smaller than me. I weigh in, and then if we're talking UFC, I have the weigh-in night, and then I have 24 hours before I actually fight. So in that 24 hours, I'm refueling, I'm rehydrating. So even though I've technically weighed in at 68, I'm walking back in at 73, 74 kilos. So if I show you an example... This but is... so why isn't the weigh-in done um, bef- just instantly before the fight? Um, some some combat sports do that, but the UFC, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you exactly. There's just like a ton of politics into it. Like they want to get a certain well, fighter to fight another yeah, you, from different so weights. So all these, all these professional MMA fighters that have been doing this since they were maybe 16, 17 years of age doing weight cuts regularly to compete, okay? You now tell them when... There's hundreds of thousands of pounds on the line. You're no longer allowed to weight cut. Well, a lot of these guys have built their style of being a weight bully, being the biggest guy in the division. Habib. Habib. Now, all of a sudden, they're one of the smallest. It would rip people's careers apart, and it's too entrenched, really, to get rid of that, at least in MMA and boxing. So do you not feel like there's something that's uh, unjust about weight cutting? It is, but fighting isn't fair. That's it's what cool. you learn real quick. <laughs> if, if you talk about different, we're talking about different rules and different promotions. So really, the rules change for promotion. In one FC, they had a guy die in uh, one championship. They had a guy die seven, eight years ago mm. through weight cutting. So their thing now is, is yeah, you have to fight at your natural weight. Well, ish, ish. Yeah, ish. yeah. I'll explain the controversy of this we because do have seven minutes, by the way. So. Yeah. Well, the, there's many ways to cheat those one championship tests. Mm-hmm. So it, it hasn't. Unfortunately, it hasn't actually mm-hmm. solved the issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was going to ask, uh, just quickly, Paddy the Baddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he loses. Sorry. Because <laughs> right. yeah. I've seen it all his videos of like how he cuts so quickly and then he puts on like a shitload of yeah, weight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like that, that sort of makes way more sense to me now. Because I was mm-hmm. wondering, like, oh, is he cutting because he has to get in shape for the fight? But is it more just that he's trying to get down to a specific weight? It's more so he can, he's got a better chance at fighting somebody who's smaller than him. Wow. It's just a huge advantage. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask, what are the, um, I mean, because I would yeah. like think that maybe the, the heavyweight is like the big one that everyone watches. Mm. But is there like more popular weights that people prefer to watch than others? Yeah, it's funny because boxing, obviously, the heavyweight boxing champion is, you know, the big boy, and that's kind of what everyone gravitates to in boxing. But in um, in MMA, it's not the same. I'd say, if anything, more like welterweight, middleweight. Yeah, Those lightweight pro- was probably the most popular division ever. Yeah, lightweight with Connor. Yeah, it 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 fluctuates in you uh, in MMA a lot yeah. more. Yeah, is it just? Do you think like in the middle? like middleweight sort of welterweight is where like you're able to get the kind of balance between that sort of like heaviness and technique yeah i i think i think in all combat sports when you look at kind of weights in the in the middle of the pack i I would say at least from my own amateur perspective that's where you get the best kind of balance of the two yeah the mixture of technique and also physical attributes i mean there's outliers of course but like i've always preferred watching middleweight boxing Mm -hmm. i've always preferred watching whatever you know i i prefer that that kind of weight range mm-hmm. well, that's really interesting. if i show you a visual photo for weight cutting this is conor mcgregor the day he won the featherweight championship so that's about he weighed in at about um 65 kilos mm. what the conor fuck? mcgregor is not 65 kilos this is when he won this is when he won on fight night okay two days earlier he weighed in okay he had to he had to weigh in he had to show his weight this was conor mcgregor when he weighed in he looks tiny so that's 65 kilos he looks frail you know that's him weighing in for 65 kilos. He on looks, the fight night. Is that Joe Rogan? Rogan. <laughs> that, that, is, that is Joe Rogan. It is Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, who is not weight cutting. Oh, you know, of course, right. Joe Rogan's he's big in the UFC and stuff, isn't he? He's one of the commentators, yeah. yeah. So if you look, this is Conor McGregor at two different weighing ins when he was, this is when he was like a welterweight, I think, for or lightweight. But this was him at featherweight. Wow. So, they so there's like themselves. a big, there's like a big thing there. And is that sort of a concern that's been brought up in UFC? Or is it something they sort of overlook? Uh, it, it's always going to be overlooked. I mean, yeah. fans are always concerned and fighters themselves, but it's too entrenched. It is just a part yeah. of the culture of the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Did you did you guys see who who was the UFC champion? So yeah, so there's different. So there's champions in the different weight divisions. Mm-hmm. So obviously you've got like seven. So if I look here, flyweight champion is Pantoja. Okay. okay so see if I was yeah. to say who is the UFC champion, who's the first fighter that comes well, to mind? So you have a pound for pound. For see as well, if you go on the UFC rankings, there's pound for pound, which is what Gabe mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which but, is like if you if you theoretically made the heavyweight champion fight the middleweight champion and the flyweight champion fight the featherweight champion, who would win? Now, very likely that's based on happen. skill only. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, uh, the pound for pound top five, I'll put, are Islam Mahachev, mm-hmm. John Jones, Alexander Volkanovsky, Leon Edwards, and Alex Pereira. So Mahachev lightweight, then heavyweight for Jones, Volkanovsky featherweight, Edwards welterweight, Pereira light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So, wait, is McGregor and Habib are they retired? Habib has Connor is on the three year delay. He broke his leg. He's also. You know, you, you know how you asked why his face was so big? Let me introduce you to steroids and alcohol. So, when... Proper 12! When, <laughs> when McGregor and Khabib had their fight, uh-huh. you were showing me, was that at the peak of both their careers? Um, I wouldn't say it's the peak of Connor. Just just off the peak. Just yeah, off just peak. off the peak, but I mean... Is that, what is, what's the biggest fight in UFC ever? In terms, in terms of... In name, terms of just like iconography... The two biggest at the time. Habib Connor. It's probably yeah. It, I'd in say Habib. Name recognition. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like most casual fans would would know that in UFC. Obviously, that's not the biggest fight by any stretch of the imagination for MMA history. But um, UFC yeah. people would say Connor Habib probably. It's because there was such a thing of UFC MMA uh, with all MMA fights. I would say at the professional level, but especially as you get to the. You know, to the professional yeah. leagues, the UFCs, everything. You want to promote a fight. So when you're an amateur fighter or a low-level professional in in a small organization, you and you cor- always correct me, Gabe, if you if you disagree. No, no, no. But you want to make your, you know, you're not you're not trying to promote the fight. You're just trying to make yourself known, if you will. When you get to the big fights, you know, if you and me are going to fight, Callum, right? We got a fight coming up. Not only are we trying to do best to win, but the UFC itself needs to make money, right? They pay us to fight. 
but then they want to make money for people watching. So we've got to hype it up, right? Especially with pay-per-view. Yeah. Because fighters get cuts of those Because you, you pay for the card. Pay-per-view. Yeah, so how many views it gets, the fighters get a cut of. So you want to make a fight, even if we're best of friends, but we're going to fight, I'm going to be saying stuff like, Calm, you know, at the lightest, at the lightest of insults, I say, Calm, you're terrible, I'm going to beat you because you suck at punching, right? That's, the, that's, you know, very light insult. But at the Connor and Habib level, it got to insulting religion. It got to, because obviously two different people, Connor insulted mm. Habib's religion, his father. Then Habib had to go at him, slapped his teammate uh, pre-fight. Uh, like like Connor then threw uh, you know the things you got outside the dollies oh no you, got, you know like, like yeah. you threw a dolly at a bus and injured fighters so, so what I'm hearing is um, you know, sorry to cut you off that's but that's what I'm hearing is that the context around the the fight is almost as important as the fight itself it it fuels the fight F- fighting is a violent soap opera for young men predominantly that's a great analogy <laughs> we are running out of time we're going to get obviously girls enjoy fighting as well but the main audience is 20 year old blokes yeah so that's a fighting soap opera that is a wonderful way to end so this. it's a violent um, it's a violent soap it's opera. a violent soap opera. that's a wonderful way to end this um really interesting and enlightening um podcast actually um i've learned a lot i don't know if i'll uh if i'll delve deeper Never know. Well, Think over I'm I, if, a guy if you want to delve deeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if UFC um, is over, is like on over Christmas. I'm, I'm sh- I'll be sure to watch it because my brother watches six. it all the time. So <laughs> Edwards Covington, watch it. Okay, I might. Maddie, I might. Do. Is fighting. Uh, oh, all right, okay, Covington. my guy. All right, we'll do that then. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna end it. And I don't know what to pick. I'm just trying to think because uh, we. Uh, oh come on, wild ones. Wild ones. Put flow right on. <laughs> but yeah. a bit of mob deep. As always, this will be up on podcast platforms. The Patrick podcast will be put up. I am sorry. I've got a literature review for my disc due in under 48 hours. Uh, and I am absolutely fucked is the best term to put it. So it's going to be submit, uh, posted along with the game episode. Obviously, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, or Podcast Pass you for YouTube, obviously. Yep, YouTube. Uh, we're going to have a camera in there soon. I got my camera. I just don't want my dad to bring the charger. So we're trying our best to find it to get charged. But yeah, so thank you very much, Gabe. Lovely to have you. And thank you very much for explaining quite a com- a complex topic in a, in a, de- in a short amount of time. Thank, thank you very you much for having much. you on. It's been absolutely lovely. Thank I've you very much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Right. Cheers, guys. This has been Let Me Talk. Uh, good night. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.